Welcome back to episode 12 of the Merge Feast. Uh, my name is Blake. I'm here with Logan and Brandon. Uh, this week was uh, was kind of an interesting one. I, I feel like a l- most of the excitement, uh, for me at least, came from last week. And uh, this seemed a little milder. So there, there's a lot of little, a lot of little things to talk about this week. But um, Logan, what's give me your kind of reaction on this episode? Would you like? Yeah, this was a a good episode. Like you said, a little bit different from last week. Uh, definitely a kind of a lot that happened, but not a ton of huge, huge um, reactive or like reaction points to. Obviously, got to really kind of see the alliance side of things. One, a big part of um, the alliance kind of fall apart and break apart. To then seeing other uh, relationships and all kind of flourish with just what happened. Obviously, had the uh, immunity and then reward or the reward and the immunity challenge. So uh, definitely a um, bit of a different episode, but it was, it was definitely a good one for sure. Sets, sets up the rest of the, I guess the last episode uh, quite well. So I'm excited for it. What about you, Brandon? Yeah. So a member of a uh, member of the re before went down. I was starting to think that that wasn't going to happen. Uh, I liked to see that Katura and Jake started to, you know, play the game a little bit, you know, never too late, I guess, to to wake up. And I really actually enjoyed the fact that we got two challenges this episode and they were both really fun. The reward challenge was something that I think was pretty new for Survivor. So really happy to see that. Uh, What about you, Blake? Yeah, I'm right there with you. Those challenges were awesome. I I definitely want to talk about those here in a little bit because I I thought the first one seemed really new, the reward challenge, but then Jeff specifically said on the immunity challenge that it was a brand new challenge, never before been done. Um, I thought there was something similar. It looked somewhat somewhat familiar, but the fact that we had two challenges and they were both new, I think, were super cool. So. The the first thing I kind of want to dive into is when everybody got back into camp and Austin was sitting there talking to Dee and asking asking her if she told Julie from last week, and then they both seemed like they believed her. Did what did you guys think of that? Because she didn't seem all that convincing to me, and I wasn't quite sure if they believed her, but it kind of seemed like they did. Yeah, I think. I think they believed her. I I think they, Dee and Julie tried to play that off the best they could. And honestly did, I think they did a fairly good job. I don't, I don't think anybody uh, really was thinking, no, like that. She's just straight up lying. I guess the last episode will kind of tell. I mean, I don't know if there's really going to be much that comes of it. Uh, Maybe some comes out at the end if Dee makes it to the very end, but no, I, th- I think it was. I think it was a uh, played off pretty well on their part. That's uh, it's always a weird one when people just seem to blindly accept what somebody says, even if it's somebody who you think you trust. If you've got reason to doubt that, and they're just gonna say, "No, I swear I didn't." Oh, okay. Like I, I believe you. It's just weird for me. Like 
okay, if you didn't, I'm not just going to accept that and move on. I would say, okay, well, who do we think did? Because they're clearly a threat. Like, let's talk about this just to get people talking more. And I feel like that's happened a handful of times between this season and past seasons, at least recently. And it, it always kind of confuses me, but that's, uh, I guess, a symptom of watching it on our couch and not actually playing the game. Yeah, I think for this group, it kind of makes sense in, uh, like, of them believing that, uh, like, Drew and Austin believing D, like, who who said it. But uh, it kind of makes sense based on Drew's kind of exit interview where he's like, ah, I was pretty comfortable and a little bit too confident. So I think he was just genuinely like, I got this. I don't have to worry about anything. Yeah. And really felt locked in with his alliance and that he could trust them. So. Yes, that's which true. Was, which was a uh, ended up being a detriment to his game. So, yeah, I think he was confident, but there's I, I feel like there's a small piece of him that had some doubt because he even talked about at one point of Austin playing like his amulet for him to save him, but that was almost like a if I feel like I need it. So like he th- definitely thought that at one point, but obviously was at the end of the day was too confident and all and didn't think he needed it. Yeah. Based on everything he said at tribal, he had zero clue. He was going home tonight. No, for sure. And it's, I guess the, the best part about that was how it wasn't like they were trying to find out who voted for somebody else. It was who they they were trying to find out how she found out, which I think is different. So the best thing that she did last week was, vote for julie anyway um so i guess that helped with them believing her which i was kind of surprised that we didn't see more on how like how they explored that more of how she found out i feel like austin asked her like did you tell her or like whatever and he she didn't know and that was it and there's not much else to it and that that kind of surprised me because if something that big got out i would want to know how did this person find out i think austin i mean austin and d clearly have like a romantic little relationship going on so i don't think austin is willing to compromise that and i think d maybe might have manipulated that a little bit like oh if i tell him this he's gonna go with it and i was surprised that drew i mean drew's a sharp guy i like the only thing that makes sense is that Austin told D and D told Julie. Like, I'm surprised that he didn't just like kind of backtrack that. But and maybe he didn't think that it mattered. Like, hey, cause, okay, we at least flushed an idol. We got Emily out of the way. We can go. Yeah, he did say that at one point. That like, hey, got Emily out of the way, so didn't have to worry about that. Like, and so like he definitely. He did say that at one point, so I don't know. It was just kind of a weird, weird deal that I expected more follow up on, but oh well. Yeah, you kind of got a clear sense pretty quickly that hey, this week is going to be between Drew and Julie, like just kind of the the boss battle. I mean, that was made pretty clear, so that was kind of exciting to see with that kind of being laid out for us that early in the episode. It was kind of cool to see how everything kind of developed there i don't know about you guys though i was a little surprised that they um 
put the idol back into play. I mean, I guess it's still good through Final Five, but which is crazy. That yeah, feels that's, crazy late to me. That's what I th- I mean, other than Jake wanting to build his resume, all he needs to spend the next several days doing is practicing fire. Yeah. He's guaranteed fire at least. That that just feels feels wild unless unless Survivor is going to pull a fast one on us and they're going to do something different. Mm. That's the only thing I could think. But I don't know if they're going to because Jeff kind of alluded to like the whole final four thing. I don't know. Yeah, it just feels kind of hacky to me to have a, a an immunity idol that you can play at final five. And maybe it's happened before and I'm just misremembering it. Yeah, I, it almost seemed like they were, it was almost in a way like a, a, a bone out there for Jake or Keturah to try and find that to have another big move to maybe level the playing field, whether that was planted because of that or I don't think it was, but it almost seemed like that because it was, it is so late in the game, but I don't know. Yeah. So the idol was found or the, the clue to the idol was found. And I guess this was a little bit later in the episode, but Jake found it, found the clue to the idol. And then as he was looking around the raft, I was cracking up that he dropped down to his underwear. Cause he was like, Oh, people would think I'm changing. Like, what's the big deal? <laughs> Uh, it was, and I I have enjoyed Drew. He's a character, or not Drew, Jake. Um, he is uh he's definitely a character. So, um, let's hop over to the uh to the reward challenge. And I know this one was pretty unique. So, Brandon, do you want to explain that? So this was, I don't know if we've seen it before, but. It was a really fun challenge, so pretty straightforward as well. So everybody starts in the ocean, and they are going to race in from the ocean until they reach a barrel. They're going to turn this barrel on its side, and then they're going to stand on that barrel, and they're going to be using ropes to balance and guide themselves through a course, and they're going to collect three keys. Once they have all three of those keys, they're going to use them to unlock and solve a slide puzzle, and the winner of this challenge wins reward. And... For me, the coolest part was the barrel, the barrel challenge. And I was super impressed that nobody fell off. Oh, I was too. There's definitely some moments there that I was thinking D was about to slip off or um, I think Drew at one point really like slid off the edge, like close to the edge with their feet being wet. I know it's like sand feet wet on the barrel. Like I was, I was honestly surprised nobody fell off as well. Yeah, that was uh, it was a fun challenge. I was very surprised nobody fell off. I did think it was funny that Austin didn't realize that those were like scrunchies. He was like holding them in his mouth and finally figured it out at the end. That was, that was funny. But so Austin wins and immediately for the knowing what the reward was, picked D uh, and then also Katura. Um, I don't know that there was, it doesn't sound like there was any reason for him to pick Katura other than, again, for who he was leaving back at camp. But what did you guys think of his picks? I fully expected him to pick D. I, I, that was locked in. I, f- I figured that one was coming. Uh, the Katura move was interesting to me. Obviously, hey, like, want certain people back at camp, blah, blah, blah. 
Uh, I, I don't know. I, it was kind of a weird one. I, I get the move, but I also feel like that upset a couple people. Oh, Drew was way upset about it, and he was kind of mopey the mm -hmm. rest of the episode, honestly. But yeah, it was hilarious that he picked Katura, and she was essentially a third wheel on Austin and D's date <laughs> in the helicopter. And I thought it was savage of the helicopter to to drive or to fly over the yeah. camp. Yeah, that's brutal. That's yeah. brutal. I think that's where you got to see the mopiness of, of Drew. But it is kind of crazy hearing what random emotions and feelings Survivor will kind of dig out of you. That's probably not something that Drew would normally admit. The fact that, hey, it bothers me when people don't pick me because, you know, back in middle school. I don't know. It kind of digs those emotions out of people. And it's kind of cool to see that vulnerability again. Definitely. Yeah. So <laughs> I loved back at the back at camp while Austin D and Katura are on reward that uh, Jake and Julie or Jake's the fun babysitter. It's like, do what you want. <laughs> Genuinely, Jake, uh, I can't really, I, I'd be lying if I said that I thought he was good at Survivor, but he is really good for TV. He's been one of my favorite people to watch this season. And it's just for moments like that, the, the, uh, the underwear scene, I don't, uh, at the, just guys being dudes, uh, <laughs> passing out a couple times, like, uh, what? I don't even know what happened. Or the uh, at, at tribal when he the big uh, blindside or was it when uh, whoa I'm sorry whoa, whoa. Sorry. whoa. <laughs> yeah <laughs> great I hope he's back on a on another season at some point yeah he's definitely fun that uh, <laughs> I had the other moment there in camp that I thought was really funny was the interaction between Jake and Drew when the helicopter flew over and drew was pissed <laughs> and jake was like yeah but it's not that bad because we're on survivor and <laughs> drew said drew doubled down. i just yeah. i just spent two hours cleaning cooked rice off of this rusty pot in the ocean he was <laughs> like yeah but you're on survivor so <laughs> i'm survivor i was like there is uh optimist pessimist right there yeah yeah drew Drew's throwing the the lid to the dutch oven he's he's going through <laughs> it he's going through it no and then so on the challenge austin and d like they look good together i could definitely see that working out um so it's kind of cool that they got to go on that reward it was what a helicopter ride and then what else did they do uh, they, did they eat? I had a, like a picnic. So it looked like cheeses That's and right. sliced meats. Oh yeah. On the, the Island with on like the sand barge Island. Yeah. yeah. It was just all sand out in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. That, uh, oh man, that would be so cool. Yep. Just you, your girl. And, uh, also, <laughs> also Katura. <laughs> <laughs> super romantic obviously we talked about jake finding the idol um but i don't know about you guys i could tell when he walked into tribal council he found his confidence back he was really getting down in the dumps 
and uh, man that that idol kind of brought his energy right back um so that was that was cool to see yeah you i feel like you could even see it in like the immunity challenge of like he walked in and like walked up the beach and said something out and like he was just you could tell there's a pep in his step because he was the first one to walk in the immunity challenge and said something to jeff and yep. it was kind of almost like a oh <laughs> like hello and yeah. you from i mean as soon as he found it on you could really tell a difference in how he was playing. Like you said, almost a little bit more swagger and more confidence there. For sure. So you get to the immunity challenge and uh, it, I'm pretty positive. I remember Jeff saying that this was a brand new challenge. So I'd love to see it. Explain this one to us, Brandon. It's it, uh, pretty simple, but paint a picture. This, yeah. This is another just straightforward survivor last man standing wins uh so let's let's look at it so you're gonna put one of your feet up on a hinged beam balancing on your other foot and at the under at the other end of the beam is a ball all you have to do is keep that ball from falling off of the beam when your ball drops you're out sweet and simple immunity challenge that you know we've seen very similar ideas for years and years and years but they never get old for me i genuinely love these just like hey just do this yeah who can last the longest who can who can push through uh i'd love these challenges um i think it's cool that they're still coming up with new ones so it's it was it was definitely a fun one to watch and i think they said when they tested it out the record was was it 21 minutes or 22 minutes 21 yeah, I think I don't. I don't remember how how long did um, D go? Did they say? I thought it was twenty three minutes, but I could be wrong. Yeah, we'll go with it because I didn't hear, but I trust you. That was really cool. The fact that Jeff gave us a little insight to okay, hey, we test this, we see how long people can go, and uh, you know what a what a cool job. I mean, that would be, yeah, I'll just travel to Fiji and try out challenges on Survivor. Did you guys catch another Jake moment there? It was when that, and he was like, well, I guess I'm not on the all-star group. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you had the dream team. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, yeah, that was, that's a, like an easier said than done type of challenge too. Like I was really impressed with, uh, I know Drew didn't win, but I was really impressed with him being able to like, fight through a couple of instances of losing his balance and almost being yeah. out. He was an animal there for a minute. I don't know how he saved that, to be honest. That kept going for so long. He was so close. <laughs> Do you ever... I loved... Austin was like, what is going on over there? <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever wonder if it wasn't going on as long as the edit made it seem? <laughs> Just like replaying bits of yeah. it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a good moment. What is happening? <laughs> so it comes down to Austin and D. Uh, D obviously wins. I was not surprised. She was locked in the entire time. So was not surprised there. But, you know, Austin's safe because he has his amulet to play. And then D has, has the idol. So they're sitting well. 
and this is where I feel like we're going to spend a couple minutes talking, but I felt like this week you really got to see a lot of strategy in the scrambling. So you got to hear a lot of different ideas and kind of what people were thinking. It seemed to me way, way more strategic this week than in previous weeks, as far as like what production would show us in their conversation. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I also like for me, it also was nice to see that. Now, I don't know if uh, Jake and Katura ultimately really were the ones that kind of led the vote, but it was nice to see them kind of driving the ship a little bit. Mm-hmm. Of you know, we want to get we want to get Drew out. Well, we don't need four; we just need three. We you know, if we go to if we go to uh, uh, a tie, I'm sure I can flip somebody over. So I liked to see that. Also, thought it was hilarious that Jake was like, "I got to make sure that Katura doesn't tell D," and then. Get D and Katura three seconds later. Three, two, one. Drew. <laughs> I thought it was nice to see Katura and Jake coming up with a plan and kind of lead trying to lead some of that and doing some of that. And their idea of, hey, I need to make a move for this finale. And I feel like it's almost too little too late. Yes, you have the power to you have the opportunity to make a big move at the very end, but is that enough to propel them above a D or somebody like that? If that person, if they make it, I don't know. I just thought it was, it was good to see it, but I thought it was just a little too late. Yeah. I'm almost wondering if their logic is like, since, you know, almost like, uh, like I did this more recently than other moves have happened. Maybe like the jury will have just kind of some recency bias towards whatever move they're trying to make. Yeah. That's I I guess. Yeah. I'm just more fresh in the mind. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was like a great to see though. So I think the best thing that could happen like final three wise for drew would be not drew. Jake would be, Jake, Katura, and D. You think he has a shot against uh, D? I think so. If he controls the re- like, if he ends up winning and doing some sort of move with his idol, I think that little bit of resume build would then turn around and say, "Hey, D, you were running the show, untouchable for so long, but you couldn't get me out. I clawed back and got everybody that." you know you were close to out it's the only thing that i could think but oh but i think you might be right that it might be too little too late but if he kind of controls the rest of this i think he could spin that pretty well against d but i don't know i i think what you just said was actually a really good argument of uh you wanted to sit next to Austin and Julie, but you couldn't do that because I got them out. That that is actually a really good argument that you bring up. And with him being an attorney, he's got to be thinking that way. And we've already seen moments in the show because he plays it off like this kind of just fun loving, you know, not dumb, but just, you know, kind of a chill dude. But he's definitely shown moments where he has been like on the ball with his speech and kind of playing up certain bits and slip of the tongue. And 
he, I think if he gets to the final three, he has a decent shot. I could see him having a shot if he if he can make one more big final move, and I think he has that opportunity with having that um, immunity idol. So I do think he's he's thinking ahead and thinking of how he would present himself at the end. And I th- being a lawyer, like you said, I think it would be fairly easy for him. So I'm excited to see what happens on that because definitely um, looking good for him to be in the end. For sure. So um, let's talk about votes. And then I kind of want to circle back and kind of review this, the final five that we've got. How'd the votes lay out? Was it just Austin and Drew that voted Julie? That's correct. Okay. How do you think Austin is going to take it that D didn't tell him? I feel like you could. I feel like you could see in his face that it was almost like pure shock and almost disappointment. Like he was let down. Oh, I don't know how he's going to react in front of her, but it. It. I feel like he definitely had a reaction in tribal silently um i think honestly his first thought was well i'm next then that's probably what he was thinking yeah because i mean reba four is broken up so nobody really has the numbers right now mm-hmm. yeah which is I what mean, you want for the final five honestly for sure for sure and I knew that I knew this breakup was coming because I didn't think it was gonna actually last down to the final four. Yeah, that stuff rarely ever happens anymore. It, D could totally play this up like, oh, I was the jealous girlfriend and I didn't want you to be tempted to take Drew over me, so it's because I'm so in love. <laughs> and it turned out be to be just fine, but I'll be curious to see how how he takes that. So, so yeah, Drew's gone. Hate to see him go, but it was uh it's probably necessary after he did seem a little cocky and arrogant through multiple episodes of the the show. I, I really liked him, but uh, it was time for I felt like it was time for him to be brought down a peg a little bit. Um I feel like he uh started out really strong in the second half of the show kind of fizzed out a little bit had some not so great moments um i my winner pick is finally out so uh, that lasted quite a while but it uh yeah i was sad to see him go he was fun to watch yeah man i don't know what it's like to have a winner pick be voted out yet so (laughs) let me know how that is but uh yeah drew Drew always had kind of uh like to me i think i said it in one of the episodes he had kind of crash and burn written all over him he definitely didn't crash and burn he might have crashed but definitely didn't burn uh but i think uh he said it himself in, in his exit he was he was a little bit too confident and that got got ended up getting the better of him yeah i think the thing that i'm the most disappointed about with him leaving is that i will not get to hear his eloquent final pitch because you know the analogies and the words he would have chosen 
would have been next level. Like it would have been TV gold. Uh, and I'm a little sad that we won't get to experience that. His analogies are great. I hope somebody does an interview with him afterwards and asks him, Hey, what would your final pitch be? Like, give it to us how you would on the show. And so that we get to see a little bit of that something. Hey, Mike Bloom. Yeah. I'm assuming Bloom will have it uh, tomorrow or Friday. How does, is he connected to the show at all? Or is he just a fan that's started a big following? So he's a, uh, I don't a hundred percent know, but I know he's connected with uh, Rob has a podcast, Rob Sesternino, former player. He has a huge survivor podcast and okay. uh, they have, I think they actually have uh, like permission to do those exit interviews with players. Gotcha. Um, so they have a little bit of uh, credibility, I guess. Okay. So we are down to final five. That's what Katura, Jake, Austin, D, and Julie. Is that right? That's them. Okay. So with next episode being the finale, let's spend a couple minutes just kind of going down that list and let's highlight or kind of talk about their chances of winning, what they've done really well, kind of what their resume is, that kind of thing. I think it'd be nice to review that before finale next week. I think it's a great idea. Who do we uh who should we start with? Let's uh let's start at the top. Let's go let's go Mama Julie. Okay. Uh, so for me, Mama Julie uh I think has actually been a really good player. Uh she at first kind of had the like the mom archetype of like oh, she's not really going to contribute much but who people are going to love her, but what's ended up happening is she's really good strategically. She's really good in challenges and people love her. Mm-hmm. So She's got a lot of she's got a lot of good things going on, and we've already seen that. I mean, that's literally why they tried to get her out last episode because they're like, "Oh, she's gonna win this game. We got to do do something." And I still I still believe that going into the finale. Do you think she beats D in the finale if they go together? I think it's gonna be tough for anybody to beat D, but if anybody's going to, it's definitely gonna be Julie. I think. Uh, I think D has uh, the the a leg up on Julie because she can say that I was the the leader. I was the one actually calling the shots. I think D has that leg up on Julie at least. If anybody really thinks that's worth anything, which most juries do, that and she could totally steal the the glory for Julie playing the idol. Is hey, she wouldn't have played it if I hadn't have slipped this info to her. That was my move, 100%. even though you know she got the credit so i don't know from that aspect the the social aspect i think julie runs away with it i mean everybody loves her but as far as the gameplay i definitely think there are people that can beat her my my big question going into next week is how is the jury going to look at this because every jury is slightly different and I don't know why, but I kind of get the sense that they're going to vote with their hearts, not their heads. So I worry that somebody like Julie, who's sitting in the end, would be a shoe in But I, I could be wrong. Yeah, that is it's very true. Because you could be like, you could you could look at multiple Survivor seasons and go, okay, if the you know Survivor 42 cast 
jury was the Survivor 43 jury. Like, if they flopped places, then, you know, Gabler wouldn't have won. Cassidy would have won. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's just one of those, like, depends on how they feel. So, I think that, uh, I think half of the jury is going to be kind of smart about it. And I think the others are going to be either just emotionally driven or, like, with, or, or vote with their heart. Just based off of how I saw members of the jury play the game. Right. Right. Yeah, I think it's split pretty evenly on the jury on who like how that's gonna go. Yeah, so that that's Julie. We kind of talked about D a little bit, but let's let's highlight her some more. Does she do you feel like there's anybody that, that beats her? Me, I think if she makes it to the finale, she should win it. And I think she will win it. I think the amount of moves that she has made kind of orchestrated and she's been the mastermind by a lot of a, a lot of them. I think she's probably had she probably has the best resume and the best chance to win if she makes it to the final. Yep, I agree. I mean, that's why she was my one and only winner pick this season. Uh, so. <laughs> I, I I think she's going to win. And I actually, she kind of took a back seat in the last couple episodes uh, outside of the uh, tipping Julie off about the the vote. But she kind of stepped back in front again this episode, won immunity and was a big part of the Drew vote as well. And she's been, she's been a big threat since really day one. And uh, I thought it was interesting, Drew... Uh, this is a little bit off topic, but not really. But Drew and Austin talking about being, you know, one of the iconic duos in Survivor. I would actually, I would put Dee and Julie above Drew and Austin as iconic duos. I was actually thinking about that. Uh, definitely Dee and Julie, a great duo. Yeah, I mean, honestly, both of them were were great duos because neither neither one of them went against the other one, right? No. I mean, D wrote Julie's name one time, but it was, it wasn't like, plan. Yeah, yeah, it was part of the plan. So, yeah. So, I mean, they didn't really turn on each other. That's, that's crazy to have. And for both of those alliances to be aligned together as well is pretty cool. It's like you got two groups of two super loyal people and they end up finding each other in, in the game and really early in the game. And it was fairly early. And remind me, the way that they actually teamed up was uh, kind of accidental, right? Yeah, it was, uh, well, I guess I don't know that. We thought it was going to fall apart really quickly because Drew was searching for the idol. Okay. And got caught, but they were already kind of starting to talk about. Yeah, that's, that's right. It was almost like the him, Drew getting caught looking for the idol really propelled it forward because then they had to basically drew and Austin came to the girls and was like, Hey, here's what, here's what we found or here's what we were doing and like brought them in that way. And that's, I feel like when it really kind of kickstarted definitely in the talks before that, but I think that was the, like the main point of it kickstarting off. Makes sense. Okay. So we have got, who do we have left? Let's talk Austin. Does he have, I mean, is he third or fourth place no matter what? I think he goes. Um, I, I think 
I think him and D make it. And then if he makes it past fire or whatever happens, I don't think he wins though. I don't think he has enough enough there to to win. Austin has zero shot in winning Survivor. Zero. And again, I've been hard on him all season. He's been playing under the radar, just kind of going with the flow, never calling the shots. He's building up multiple, multiple advantages. Ended up fumbling the bag on one of those advantages and letting Julie have it and not getting it back. Idle flushed. And then he plays his other advantage tonight, and it was basically just to use it so it didn't uh, go to waste. So he's done, outside of winning a challenge or two or three, he has not done anything to where the jury is going to say, yeah, you deserve a million dollars. Yeah, and I feel like the challenges that he won were uh, reward challenges. Yeah, I, yeah, he, I don't know if he, he won, won immunity. immunity. I think he did once. Yeah, the very beginning, I thought. it's And it stinks to like have to say all that about him because like seems like a genuinely good guy. And... You know, maybe maybe he didn't win Survivor, but maybe he uh, he found the love of his life. So I guess <laughs> depends on how you look at it with him. Yeah, that's true. I think for me, the only shot that Austin has to win is if he's sitting next to Jake and Katura. I I think he could spin that in a way that, um, especially with the jury members that are there if everybody left in good graces with Austin, at least from old Reba, like there's a handful of votes right there. So I think that's the only shot he has though, is sitting next to those two. Yeah, that would be, unless we see Jake or Katura do something insane over the, right. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's talk uh, Katura next. I mean, she's starting to play the game, but in my opinion, it's a little too late. I mean, if she's sitting next to Austin and Jake, does does she have any shot? I think Jake beats her out nine times out of ten. I don't. I, I honestly don't. I think she next to next to Austin. I think they are the two least likely people to win. Yeah, if if it's Jake, Austin, and Katura, it's gonna be Jake and Katura trying to like argue, and which honestly this would be fantastic because they're both attorneys trying to argue who actually you know made the move to get Drew out because their big thing could be like we broke up three before they could somebody could definitely argue that Katura is it a little bit I'm disappointed because post. Uh, Bruce vote out. I've actually enjoyed Katura's game and think that she's actually a decent player, but for much of the season, she was just tunnel visioned on Bruce and just kind of annoying uh, multiple times an episode. So if she was playing the way that she is now, then maybe, but again, to echo what you've both said, it's too little too late for me. Yeah. Yeah, I think the thing that she has going for her is her story to pull at people's heartstrings. And then the fact that, you know, she is this attorney. I'm always curious how people take that, but 
it seems like lately when they find out that you're end up being something that they didn't realize, like her being an attorney, people are like happy for, for those people. Um, like, Oh, I knew it. Like great move. I wouldn't have told anybody either when to me, it seems deceptive from the beginning, but people seem to really like that. So that that's the only thing that I think she's got over Jake. But what do you, what do we think about Jake? I mean, we keep talking about him kind of in the, the bottom three, but where does he land with all this? I think for Jake, it's tough because he's definitely a fan favorite. Multiple, multiple times, though, it was, you know, either he was getting voted out or somebody else was getting voted out or he was just not even in tune with what was even going to happen at Tribal. So his whole story has to be... I think you alluded to it earlier, uh, Blake, that you know I was on the bottom and I was able to survive and get here to the end. I think that would that that has to be his whole game, and he has to also convince people that he wasn't a goat that just got drug along too, right? And do you think him? I, I agree with all of that. Do you think if he makes a play this last tribal with this? hidden immunity idol that that makes another just step there of like another thing that he's done to propel him forward even if he does make it to the end i mean do you think he plays that for himself or do you think he actually he he would have to play it and it actually impact the game if he played it for himself and didn't have votes thrown on himself then nobody's gonna care they're like oh right so he would have to play it where it's like a jaw-dropping move and something crazy happens, whether he plays it on himself or he plays it on Katura or whoever he decides. That's where you almost need to get strategic with that. And again, it's easy to sit there and think this while I'm on my couch, but it would almost be easier to make yourself a threat on like directly coming after two people so that you're <clears throat> you know, public enemy number one. You know votes are getting thrown your way and you act like you're scrambling and super frazzled and then whip out your idol. You almost like concoct votes to come your way, which sounds weird, but if you have to use your idol anyway, otherwise it's no good. As opposed to him trying to figure out, okay, who are they putting votes on? Do I put it on myself and it not matter? Or you almost need to like steer the votes your direction so that you're safe either way. My thoughts exactly. I feel like if he can get the votes on himself in some sort of way he plays that and then he basically gets to dictate on who goes home out of the last couple so it uh, I definitely think that could be a great move for his resume and then a few other things scattered throughout but uh, I think he I definitely think he has a shot I don't know where I put him in line maybe Maybe third, I guess, but I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm glad you said that. So would would you say you? So you would you say D Julie, Austin Jake Katura? Is that what you're thinking? Or D or excuse me, D Julie Jake Austin Katura? I think so. I do. I really do. Do you agree with that list or no? I um honestly, for me, it would be D Julie, and then. I think the f- bottom three are interchangeable. Like I think 
Austin has a leg up on them just because he wasn't that um that uh, Austin has a leg up on Jake and Katura rather because he wasn't that majority alliance. But I just think like in a lot of ways, Austin, Jake, and Katura just what have they done? So three, four, five, it doesn't really matter where they are for me. Um, I'm not far off from you. Uh, I definitely think D, Julie, Jake, and Austin, I could go back and forth on. I mean, depending on, I think, I think Austin might be slightly ahead for me with Jake and then Katura, but Jake has more potential upside than just about anybody with having this idol. So if he plays it right, he could catapult himself up into number number three, easily potentially number two, and then have a really good shot. So he's kind of my my wild card. But it, I think it's all going to depend on who it comes down to in the final three, because you pick three random people very rarely. You know, it, it's going to be pretty uncommon that the same person is going to win no matter what no matter who they're sitting next to. I think the season is just a lot closer than that. Yeah. Do you uh do you guys think there's going to be any any bitterness on this jury? There sure seemed like there was going to be, but they've all seemed better now the last like between last week and this week. Um what uh I couldn't really get a read on Emily at all bitter or not i wasn't really sure bruce seemed a little bitter but not bad but kendra was the one that was pretty dang bitter and then kelly was too so i could see a little bit but they both seem to be better this week than i remember so i don't know then i think it depends on who's in the finale i think some of those people had bitterness towards one certain person or uh, could be a couple different people, but if that person isn't in the finale, then that I don't think that would have any effect, obviously. Right. So um, I definitely think there could be some. It just I think it comes down to who's in the finale. There's a part of me that thinks if for some reason this happens where it's uh, Austin, D, and Julie that are final three, there's a part of me that thinks that Drew will be a little bit bitter towards them. And... I almost, in that instance, probably wouldn't blame him for be for being bitter. Yeah, and then at that rate, I think Austin would have Drew's vote because they, other than you know, telling D that time, hey, when we when you got voted out, I was with you the entire time. You can't say the same for D and Julie, but I don't know. I'll be curious to see how if there is some bitterness there and how that spills over to the rest of the, the tribe. Cause Drew is pretty influential in the way, just the way he speaks. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see how he words some questions and to um, see, see how he goes about that. Cause it'll be, he's, he's just so good. At, he's so good with words. It's crazy. Well, we've got uh, one final week. Uh, do we have, is this the last week for Survivor of the Week? This is. Kick us off, Brandon. Um, you know, I am gonna go with Jake. And I thought I was gonna go with D. 
but I'm going to go with Jake because I like the potential for what's to come in the next episode based off of kind of seeing him wake up strategically a little bit this episode and help kind of orchestrate a vote. And he has an idol in his pocket now. And if he plays it right, there could be some some pretty amazing things that go down next week. And that is why Jake is my Survivor of the Week. What about you, Blake? Yeah, I'm... I mean, we're getting down to where we're going to have to pick the same people at some point. I know we hate doing that, but for me, it's definitely Jake. He is in a prime position with the game completely in his control uh, because no matter what, like he can always decide to play his idol and at least be in control of his own destiny by making fire. So he... That's what everybody hopes to be uh, as far as that position to be in. Uh, but he can he can kind of propel himself up up the ladder a little bit and be um, be a strong contender. So um, I liked seeing his swagger come back. Logan, you said that earlier after getting that idol. And this is the Jake that I want to see when it's time to do it. Like in the finale is when he's going to peak and and I love it. Yeah. Uh, I'm right there with you guys. I think with what happened this episode, you have to pick Jake from finding the idol to the amount of upside, potential upside he has for this last episode and what he's going to do with this idol. Uh, I think he's, he's in a really good spot. Now, if he wins that wins this entire season, I don't know, but Definitely a great episode for him. Um, I enjoyed seeing his 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 swagger come back and kind of propelling for him, pro, propel him forward. So, yeah, I think uh, I think it's going to be Jake for me. I love it. You guys have uh, have anything else? No, I don't think so. And uh, other than follow us on X. Love, uh, love some, love to have you guys interact with us there. And don't forget to uh, to review. Give us a, give us at least a couple stars. Give us five stars. It's either five stars or none. All right, deal. Yeah, you heard the man. Five stars or none. It's done. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think that'll be it this week. Thanks for listening. We've only got one more episode to watch so join us back here next week for the season finale